two. All right, so we are back with the podcast here. This is the John Seabold Show. I've got Dakota. I brought Dakota on. Actually, uh, right before <laughs> before I messaged you earlier, I had actually recorded about half of an episode uh, with a guy, a dude named Harry, that was on, on an episode earlier, and my internet crapped out. And I don't know. Yeah. I had it set to the five, um, 5 hertz or gigahertz, megahertz, whatever it is, connection, and I guess that's... Not working too good, so I got it down to the 2.4, so hopefully this doesn't just crap out in the middle of it. But anyway, so just jumping right into things, um, we're just going to go with this. I don't have any prepared anything, uh, but I think that that's going to make for a better thing, just people chatting. So um, you are, so we'll just start right at the beginning. Last time we left, you were in China. You are no longer in China. Oh, no, I'm no longer in China, thankfully. Yeah, so, and you're in Japan now? Yeah, I actually live in Tokyo right now. In Tokyo. So, now, I forgot, when you lived in China, you didn't live in, like, a massive area, right? Was it a smaller area, or was it still big? So, here's the thing. I would consider it a big city. It, I believe, had a higher population than Chicago, I think. Okay. However, in China, it's not considered a big city, and there was no major downtown full of skyscrapers like you would see in a big city like Chicago in in the United States, it was really odd. That is strange. I remember you posted one or two videos. I remember when you first got there, and the reason I thought it was small is because the video outside looked like just kind of a, I mean, just a small area. I mean, it was just like, oh, here's a small little convenience store and whatnot. Yeah, no, it was it was really strange to me because it, I'm I'm fairly certain that it had a larger population, according to Wikipedia, than Chicago. Like, I think, like, three or four times as big. But it also had a larger area of land, so it was more spread out than Chicago is. Gotcha. Um, and there were large, like, buildings of apartments, but there, were, there weren't a lot of, like, big, like, um, office buildings or anything like that. Right. And it didn't have, like, in even large Chinese cities, large cities anywhere in the world, you'll find things like, you know, vegan restaurants and, like, specialty things and, like, import stores and stuff like that. There weren't a lot of those in the city, and I, there were like no vegan restaurants. It was it was really interesting experience. There, huh. it, it was not a big city. <laughs> yeah, now I do want to I do want to actually touch base. I'll touch base back on the vegan stuff here in a minute. But so what? Um, why? Like, what was the reasoning? And I know that you had a ton of issues in China. I know that, but like for what for anybody listening, like why why did you leave China and ultimately decide on going to Japan? Literally every step of the process of getting a visa to work in China messed up multiple times. Um, I had trouble getting my paperwork done in the United States, including the Illinois State Police yeah. saying I paid for something but not giving me my, my background check. They, they're like, they acknowledged I paid, but they refused to give me my background check. Um, and just everything, when I got there, I was there on a tourist visa. They said I wouldn't have to work, but then they made me work and refused to get me a work visa. And so it was, my best friend was supposed to come with me. She ended up staying in Canada because her paperwork was going through for her husband, who is Korean. Um, so he was able to stay there. And um, my fiance and I broke up because we had been long distance for so long. And just everything in my life went downhill and everything in the process of living there messed up every step of the way. And I was like, this is, a bad experience. I'm sure China would be fine under better circumstances, but everything has been ruined. So we're just going to go somewhere else and start over. 
Right, right. How how long? I don't remember how long exactly you were there because you've been gone for a minute now. Yeah, I was there for about five or six months. Man, it doesn't so. seem like you were. I knew that you were there for a little bit, but it doesn't seem like you were there for like for that long. I guess because like the whole time you were there, you were. I mean, for lack of better terms, I mean, you were kind of miserable there. Oh, it was terrible. I I hated almost every second. There were there were good things, especially when I had to leave the country um to because you can only stay for 90 days at a time so i had to leave to renew my like visa mm. um and so i got a free vacation to hong kong that was nice it's <laughs> not too bad yeah but other than that and the money the money was great but was it did it pay better than, than japan it's paying about the same amount of money i'll make on my my new contract when that starts um but things were a lot cheaper Mm. a lot cheaper so i think my rent was about 200 dollars a month whoa i know um the reason i was asking that is because um my i've mentioned him to you a million times my buddy evan when he lived so he teaches english in japan now he's in a, a town like an hour hour and a half or so outside of tokyo but um when he so he got job offers back in 2014 or 15 um, mm-hmm. where he would, he, he had an offer from Tokyo or from Japan. I say Tokyo, like it is Japan, but Japan or Korea. And the reason he chose Korea was because if he taught in Korea, he got his housing was paid for and stuff like that. And, and the reason he chose that is so he could do that and then save up money. His ultimate goal was to get to Japan, which he is now, but he, you know, in Japan, they didn't pay for your housing and, and all that stuff. That's why I was asking. I was, cause I know that Part of the reason he chose Japan later was because of the benefits of another country earlier on was I mean, kind of outweighed the, you know, all that stuff. So that's interesting that uh, China pay, you know, and I guess cost of living that makes sense. So now, do you have, um, do you have any of the same, uh, like, I don't know, cu- culturally? How, how about that? We'll go culturally. How, how culturally different uh, is living in either places? Are you finding it harder to adapt to, or which I know that you you can speak Japanese relatively decently and whatnot. So I'm sure that makes it a little easier than navigating China, but uh, it is, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming you enjoy Japan more. Yeah, I'm enjoying it more so far, mostly because of the circumstances. Uh, Like I said, China, China seems like it'd be a really fun country if I had been happier in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I do speak a little bit better japanese and i do mandarin so that definitely helps out here um although for some reason people can't understand me sometimes um (laughs) i think they might just panic because they're like oh god a white guy um my friend has told me my accent is pretty decently or pretty decent apparently i can't speak english anymore my accent (laughs) apparently is pretty decent and i'll go and tell people i don't need a like a plastic bag they'll ask if i want one i'm like oh no it's not necessary they'll be like what (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. it just—it's pretty really funny to me. That's so. that's odd to me because um, I feel like in a place, especially like, well, no, I, I guess English is so dominant that I guess it probably does shock people because there's a lot of people that probably go to Tokyo thinking these people are going to speak English or there's going to be at least somebody here who speaks English that I can talk to. So I guess I guess it would shock them, honestly. Yeah, and it's it's funny because. I, there, there are quite a few people here that feel that way, and um, I see because back to the vegan thing. I'm in a couple of vegan groups on Facebook mm-hmm. because 
And when I lived in the United States, I've, I've been vegan for 10 and a half years now. So like I, I had like shorthands that I could do to find foods and I had just acquired a knowledge of what foods were vegan, like accidentally that I could just grab and eat. Right. I don't have that knowledge here in Japan. Like so Oreos. I have to, yeah, Oreos aren't, aren't vegan here, but they're vegan in the U.S. It's really annoying. That is super weird. Yeah, I think this is the only country that I know of where they have milk in them. Um, I bet they're better. I mean, not for somebody like you, but I bet they're amazing. Yeah, they probably taste better, but um, yeah. And so like, I don't have that background knowledge anymore. So I have to read ingredients for everything and I have to look at everything to see if I want it. And a lot of other people are like that too. And these groups are like, oh, I don't speak Japanese. What foods can I eat? I bought this. Is this safe? And I'm just like, why are you buying things if you can't read the Japanese on them? I don't understand. <laughs> well, especially for something so, uh, you know, some something like that. Because like I I know I know a whole like, you know, how, like you've got the stereotypical vegan that people mm-hmm. think of when they think vegan, and then you've got you're also just normal people. And I know people on both ends of the spectrum and everything in between. Because I know some people, like there's a dude that I know who is a vegan and he was like, oh crap, I accidentally ate that and I didn't realize that's what that was. But you know what, man? I've been good all the other times. I just won't eat it again. Whatever. And it's not a big deal. But I know people who would flip the F out if they knew they accidentally ate something as well. You know what I mean? But for something so, uh, something that has such a... I don't know, diehard fan base or whatever you want to call it, you would think that they would be a little more careful, especially depending on what the reason is. Because I know there's a ton of different reasons for people to do that. I know animal cruelty is one thing, and then I know, you know, health or whatever the different causes are. You would think that they would try to research it at least a little bit better. So, Yeah, and, like, that's – I don't – I'm I'm actually like one of the strictest vegans that I know. Like I won't buy something unless I'm 99.9% sure that it's vegan. Um, like if there's a thing in there that's probably vegan, but I'm not sure. Like, because some ingredients can be from both animal and plant products. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the only way to know is to contact the manufacturer and ask them. If I'm not sure, I just won't get it, even though it's probably vegan. Um, but... If I eat something that's not vegan on accident, I go, oh, they'll just don't do that again. Yeah. Now, I'm in both sides. Oh, sorry. No, 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 you're good. Out of curiosity, because I don't know if I've ever actually uh, talked to you about that. When when you decide it, because I'm not not a vegan. I do little vegan challenges from time to time. Um, Yeah. But, you know, every time I think about it, I'm just like, you know what, dude? Like, I do love some of this food, but good God, I love insert whatever but like so when you decided to do that what was your like what was your was yours the animal cruelty thing or what was your motivation behind doing that well way back when i actually wanted to become a vegetarian when i was in like elementary school like first or second grade or something Hmm. because i wanted to be a vet and i thought that if i was a vet that i would be you know i'm an animal doctor Mm -hmm. i shouldn't eat my clients right so that was that was my reasoning. My dad didn't let me. He said I wouldn't do it. I was only a little kid, blah, 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 blah. Years later, I became a vegetarian, and I never really liked meat. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I wasn't actually making a sacrifice. And at the time, some of my best friends were vegans. So after a year of being vegan or vegetarian, I went vegan, um, mostly because of the animal rights things at first. Um, I didn't want to be a veterinarian anymore, but... <laughs> You know, 
I don't. I want to cause as little harm as possible. Sure. And that's the way to do it from from what I understand of the world. And eventually, you learn the things about the health benefits and the environmental benefits and all of that, which adds on to it. And they're all reasons now, but the original reason was was animal cruelty right. and factory farming and stuff. So, out of curiosity on animal cruelty, and I've I've never honestly really spoken to a, a vegan about this, but so PETA's big thing is they're vegan, right? But so yeah. or you know they're animal cruelty, but like, what do you think about like PETA just mass murdering? animals in their shelters like does that i mean i get the idea that there are so many animals and you have to do something with them and and, and so I, I like i get it i'm not trying to cast judgment i mean i'm not a vegan i can't cast judgment on any of this stuff but it's just it seems hypocritical for them to be like oh my god you killed one rabbit oh sorry that's forty thousand dogs we just put down last year you know what i mean like like what yeah. are your what are your thoughts does that not seem a little just a little hypocritical uh pita is full of hypocrites. I hate PETA, and I've hated PETA for a long time. I feel like most um, vegans do. Yeah, most vegans that I know hate PETA. Um, they they do good things in the end, but they go about it the wrong way, and they're really hypocritical about what they do. Mostly, they like to be in the media. Right. Um, and they, they call attention to stupid things all of the time. The, <laughs> Like one time they tried to change the word fish to like sea kittens or something. I don't remember. And they, I think multiple times tried to get Hamburg and Germany to change their name to like Veggieburg or something. And it's just like, what is wrong with you? And I just, they have some really good resources. Like they've got a list of accidentally vegan foods that's really helpful and stuff. And so they've got some good information, mm -hmm. but they just, I, I think they're so mismanaged and they've got their heads so far up their ass they don't even realize what they're doing is stupid. Yeah. And part of me thinks that they're being stupid on purpose because it gets people talking about it. But I don't believe that there's no such thing as bad press. There is bad press and PETA is full of it. I think that PETA as an organization is the, like, if there was an organi organizational version of white knighting, PETA would be it. <laughs> You know what I mean? That like, is the... Yeah, PETA is absolutely ridiculous. That's funny. So as far as that, which... Uh, um, so I actually, strangely enough, what I told you before I got on here, I had a Japanese class. I was talking to my Japanese teacher about... And we actually started talking about um, just dietary stuff. And uh, I was talking about because I'm doing like intermittent fasting and, and stuff like that. And, yeah. um, and I was talking to him about just challenges and whatnot. And then I was talking about as a matter of fact i brought you up being in japan and i said what is i said is it i said i feel like veganism is a very western thing like i feel like that's a very western and honestly maybe united states canada probably not as much mexico but maybe but like i feel like that's a very western or north american thing which i guess mm -hmm. mexico is part of north america but you know what i mean um yeah and so i was asking him like you know what you know I feel like it would be harder to find stuff over there because I know that when you first moved to Japan, I remember you talking about it being hard for you to f find some food over there. Like, how how is that in comparison? Because, like, I'm sure in Chicago, there's probably 20 vegan restaurants because it's just, you know, yeah, it, it's it's so popular right now. It's whether it's a fad or not is that's a, that, that's not what I'm talking about here. But you know what I mean? It's just getting bigger. Yeah. It's 
more accepted. It's a lot more. Uh, it's easier to find. I can't imagine. I feel like in, a, in a, especially in Asian country, that it may not be as common, uh, and it might be harder for you to find things. Like, is it harder to to kind of get around with stuff like that over there? Well, I think it's funny that you mentioned that it's like a Western thing because in today's society, it is more of a Western thing. But traditionally, there's a lot of culture in Asia, um, particularly Eastern Asian countries that have Buddhist and Hindu backgrounds um, that have plant-based diets. In fact, traditional um, Japanese temple food and Chinese temple food, um, like Buddhist and Shinto places are completely vegan. And they actually go step further and like take out other, there's a variety of reasons I've heard because the like thing, the compounds in the foods like onions and stuff are like bad for you, or they don't want to kill the plant to have to harvest it. I've heard a bunch of different reasons. I'm not an expert on that, but that's, there's a bunch of different reasons for this. Um, So traditionally it's, it's more of a, like a, an Asian culture thing, but now yeah it's more western um that's crazy i did not know that yeah and so like if you go to like any temple in any temple that serves food it's very likely that it's going to be just whole foods like produce cooked in specific ways yeah um that is is vegan um so um but yeah it's like and now in like contemporary society it is pretty hard to find these things however being in tokyo which is right depending on who you ask the largest city in the world um there's definitely a lot of vegan restaurants i think tokyo is like in the top i think seoul is the most population population dense pop Mm -hmm. densely populated uh like as far as you know people per square or whatever yeah but i think tokyo does have the largest actual population yeah, I'm not sure. And then I've looked at different lists that place it in different areas, and it depends on if you count like suburbs and everything. Right. But also, technically, Tokyo's not even a city, so it's too complicated for me. But it's a large metropolitan area. Um, but the problem is, if you don't go one of these special restaurants that are specifically designed to serve vegan food mm-hmm. or particularly aimed at Westerners. Um, or foreigners. There are also some places that serve. Um, oh, what's the word for Muslims? What's their What's their food? Uh, Not kosher, but yeah, halal. Kosher, yeah, there's halal. Places, there's a lot of places that have halal stuff too. Um, and if you're not going to one of these restaurants that are specifically vegan or specifically marketed towards Westerners, you're probably not going to find anything vegan on the on the on the menu. Uh-huh. And in Japan, it's really hard to special order things. Tokyo is the eleventh so. most populated city. What? Yeah, it all depends on what statistics you're looking at, what they've decided to include, whether or not they're including the downtown population, the city proper population, yeah, that's... the suburb population. So it's complicated. Yeah, that's by city proper. I'm on my phone, so I can't fully change this, but so city proper is. 13 million metropolitan is 38 million and that looks like it's the highest by far yeah and then it's got urban area 36 million which also looks the biggest actually what is that brazil brazil has what brazil's not a city though 
Oh, Sao Paulo. Uh, anyway, I, got, I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. Um, okay, yeah, so... Yeah, I guess it does make sense being in Tokyo. would probably Like, I'm sure if you were in, like, uh, random town name with 40 people, it'd probably be... You would have to you'd have to pick up like farming and stuff like that if you wanted to to fully do that. Well, and this is like I'm planning on moving. Currently, I live in um, Adachi, which is sort of like the north northeast part of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to move move. I'm going to be moving to Saitama, which is the prefecture northwest of Tokyo. And I was there like substituting for someone the other day at the school I work for now and I looked on Happy Cow on my phone which is an app that tells you nearby vegetarian vegan restaurants and the closest thing was a convenience store that focuses on healthy food seven miles away so even the bordering prefecture that's like a 30 minute train ride away from Tokyo mm-hmm. is, there's there's nothing yeah that's crazy. 30 minutes. So. Huh. Yeah, well, when he was talking about it, he said that, because he, he was talking about how, like, meat isn't necessarily looked at in the same, like, obviously you've got your sushi and sashimi and stuff, but he said that meat in Japan a lot of times is more so, like, you, your meal is rice. Yeah. And then, like, he was talking about how meat is actually used more of, like, just a just a kind of a side flavoring versus, mm-hmm. like, how in America we're like, here's a freaking steak. Or something yep. like that. Like he said, you know, he was talking about that, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, which he's he's actually from Canada. He's he's Canadian Japanese, um, but he, okay. I mean, he's um, you know been to Japan and stuff, and obviously he knows way more of their culture than I do. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought that was interesting. But I, I did. I was I was thinking about that. I was like, man, I bet it, I bet it's probably I, I bet it's still harder to get stuff in Tokyo than it is Chicago currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned that it's mostly used as a flavoring sort of thing um, because the friend I'm living with, he makes like large vats of food every week and then he'll just eat it for dinner every night because he doesn't want to cook every day after work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him make anything that has actual meat or fish in it, like actual like chunks of flesh. Mm-hmm. But he everything he's cooked is not vegan because it's so common for everything to have dashi, which is like a fish stock in mm-hmm. it. Um, and so they, all the time, there's like a fish stock or like a beef stock or a, a, there's some sort of stock in everything. Everything. It's crazy. Huh. That's interesting. I wonder, I don't know. So, huh. That's just, it's, it's really intriguing to me because like, are the idea so like are do you know any per like do you know any native Japanese who are vegan? I know of some because of some of the groups that I'm in, mm. um, and some like like people on YouTube that I've like watched some of their videos of, but I haven't met any my myself personally. Um, I just but I'm hoping to make some friends. I'm gonna try and go to some of like the vegan festivals and meet people there. Now you uh, you said that you were substituting. Do you work for like one of? The, do you like work for the government or do you work for like Jet or uh, whatever the you know the organizations are that bring people over there? Uh, I got a job with a private school. It has two campuses. 
one in Ikebukuro and one in Saitama. Um, and so when they've got sick teachers, although my, my contract doesn't start until like the start of the new semester, mm. um, they'll have me go in and substitute for sick teachers and stuff like that. Gotcha. So you're, but you're not with like any of those like um my buddy when he went over there man he worked for i can't even remember what the company was but it, it's one of those come over here and teach english and we'll take care of you kind of situations and dude those are some shady freaking places man yeah they can be pretty shady um i almost i applied to this one place called westgate mm-hmm. um and place you at universities um and they require you to rent one of the apartments that they find for you um and it's really expensive it's like 800 dollars a month good Lord. um yeah which is crazy expensive depending on where you go um the place i'm looking to move is like 500 and so um i don't know it and you you don't get to pick where you go you get to suggest where you'd like to go um and i would have rather do that because i want to teach in university but this place, this the school that I applied to, it was much easier to ensure that I had a job with them. Right. So. Huh. But yeah, I, I almost got sucked into one of those shady companies just because it was something right. to get me like started in, in the university track. Yeah, but, that's he. He got over there. He worked for one of those for like a year and a half, and he he just works for the Japanese government now. As far as like, he's just in the school system over there, um, teaching. Really cool. Yeah, but he. Um, when he first got over there, man, he spent so so. They were supposed to have a place for him, and they didn't. And mm-hmm. basically, like, um, like one of the teachers at the school had a house, and everybody who came over for that time had to stay with that person in their house. But they didn't make copies of keys, and they left the key just in a hole outside. So if you wanted to get it, like, like a communal key, dude, it would like. It was a crazy, crazy situation. Like, so he had to leave all of his stuff in this house, and there's a key outside. And which I don't think crime is quite the same in Japan as it is in America. No. But um, you know, that's as a matter of fact. He he made a uh, joke the other day about how, like, um, he he had uh, fallen asleep on a train and his wallet had fallen out. And he was like, only in Japan can you fall asleep in your wallet find out. And he and he woke up. And his wallet was placed neatly on the little rack behind him, and they had his glasses off. And, like, he's like, that wouldn't happen in America, you know? And, you know, I, I like to believe that, like, I still, even though there's a lot of crap going on, and especially with social media, all you see is garbage and bull crap. But I still yeah. like to believe that there are more good people in the world than bad people. But I still believe that in America, if you were to drop your wallet, I'd say at least 50% of the time, if not more, somebody would pick that up and be like, mm, let's at least peruse what's in here, you know? Um, yeah but i mean he had a bunch of cash and stuff on him it was all just in there just perfectly fun <laughs> yeah it's it's so crazy because like you hear people like i still wouldn't leave something unattended if i didn't have to right but i'm definitely a lot less worried about it in japan than i was in china or france or the united states especially chicago oh yeah. my god i did not leave anything alone in chicago yeah no i forgot did you live like in in Chicago, or were you just in, in like a suburb around? Uh, most of the time, I lived in Chicago, but for a couple of years, I did live in the suburbs of Chicago. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's that seems pretty crazy. Yeah, I know. And um, which I don't know much about France as far as like crime rate and stuff, but I, I do know 
um, as you know, just some of the stuff in Japan, just from what my buddies told me. Now, have you ran into any person? So, like, my big concern of coming to Japan is, um, or you know, for vacation or whatever, is I've got like tattoos and stuff on my leg, and I know the mm-hmm. tattoos in Japan are still like pretty sketchy. Like, I think it's like kind of being accepted, but it's still very taboo because it's still associated with you know yakuza and stuff yeah well the way i see it now and i could be wrong is most people our age don't care um but the older generations sort of like in the united states in in the older generations in the united states a lot of people think that tattoos are stupid and you're going to regret them um the only difference is here you're banned from going to like public bathhouses and right and stuff um, not all of them will ban you. In fact, do you watch, um, is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Like oh, Miyazaki? I know, you're, I know you're talking about, I've actually, strangely enough, I know what you're talking about. And I actually had a conversation the other day with the dude about how I need to watch. I, ca- I call him Studio Ghibli, but I don't know. Um, I've actually never seen a Studio Ghibli movie. I had seen <laughs> half of one before I came to Japan the first time. And I was on a school trip and we went to the, the museum for all of these films. I had only seen half of one of the films. I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Right. And so I know a bunch of people who like desperately want to go because I love the movies. And at the time I had no idea what I was seeing and didn't appreciate it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen like, so I know, I know they did like what's like spirited away. And then like, yeah, that's um, what I was going to talk about. Yeah, man. I, I've never, I've, I have easy free reign to watch those. I just never, never. Ha- and it's something, especially now learning Japanese, and as my mm-hmm. Japanese progresses, which is, that's, that sounds way cooler than what it is uh, for anybody anybody listening. You know what I'm talking about. It, I'm progressing, but that doesn't mean I'm any talented at all. But so don't, <laughs> if you're listening, don't mistake that as I can speak Japanese. But uh, you know, especially as I'm progressing, I want to. I love listening to stuff because I love like nothing motivates you more than like listening to a sentence or listening to whatever and then hearing just even one word and you're like i know what that means yes i've got it yeah (laughs) they said hello yeah yeah they said hello so i'll pick up random things man i'll be listening to stuff because like uh i'm a big fan of active or um passive listening which i think i've mentioned to you in the past but i really love to just put stuff on and even though i don't know what it's saying i don't put a lot of stock into it i don't pay attention like i'm not really trying to listen i'll just have it on literally to acclimate my brain to the sounds of the language and mm-hmm. just ever so often it'll be like blah 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 boom and I'm like ah oh, I know what that means or and it's not like kohi like I'm not talking like coffee you know what I mean I'm yeah. talking like any random actual Japanese word or like picking out when they're using like um you know stuff like like totemo or something like that like just anything yeah. you know something like that to where you're like okay I, I got what you're saying you know what I mean or like. Yeah. Um, I was listening to something the other day and somebody blah, 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 Mijikai. And I was like, okay, something short. I know something short. I don't know what it is, but I know <laughs> something short. So it's, yeah. it's really, really cool. So I'm sure being in Japan has helped, uh, has that, have you felt like you've progressed any in your Japanese at all? Um, I don't feel like I have, but the friend I'm living with says I have. So I have a hard time of like gauging myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm a little bit too tough on myself most of the time. Um, and so I feel like I have barely, barely made any progress. But my friend that I'm living with says that I've made a lot. So 
I guess guess we'll see if I try to make a video on me speaking Japanese sometime or something. <laughs> do, uh, do, do whoever you're living with, do they speak English and Japanese? Yeah, he's originally from Japan, but we met when he was living in Chicago. Ah, okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's cool. So you could actually set up like a... Well, of course, again, I mean, it's that's the thing, man. Like, which And that's kind of what for my language channel, you know, that's all about is, is trying to learn. Cause it's like learning here where I'm not constantly exposed to it. Cause like you probably do a lot of passive learning without even thinking about it just because you're constantly around it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, definitely when I get the opportunity, I'm trying to uh, like eavesdrop on people and understand what they're saying. But um, Japanese is a very fast language. <laughs> Which is the hardest part for me. Yeah, I had read a, you know, and I don't know how true this is, but I had read, um, as a matter of fact, a few months ago that um, Japanese, as far as, I guess, like, I don't know how they gauge it, maybe words per minute or something, but I had read that Japanese is actually the fastest language spoken. Uh, I saw a study of this once. It was about four or five languages, and I believe it included English, Spanish, German, Japanese, and maybe French. I don't remember. It was it was a small collection of languages. Um, and the, what they did is they counted up uh, syllables per minute or syllables per something. I don't remember mm -hmm. exactly. And like see seeing how fast languages went. And out of those languages, um, Japanese was the fastest, and then Spanish. Spanish, yeah. And they discovered that there was a correlation between the length of words and the density of meaning in those lengths. So I don't know how much you've gotten into with the grammar and conjugation in Japanese, but conjugation can get very, very long mm -hmm. and only have a slight difference in change in meaning. Right. And so because of this, the theory was, again, it was just like a correlation sort of thing they found. The theory was that because the language took longer to say, they said it faster so they can get the same amount of meaning in in about the same amount of time. But in Japanese, you can also leave off a bunch of things. Yeah. So they're speaking faster to like save time for meaning, but they're also leaving out things that are obvious, yeah. which languages like English can't do. So it was really interesting. I don't know if we saw the same study, but I saw that one years ago. Yeah, no, well, and it, it does make sense because I know, for example, if you're saying like, my wife is shopping, right? So you, or if you were asking if somebody's wife was shopping, so you could say like, Uchi no okusama, um, kaimono desu, deska, right? So mm -hmm. like, I think that may be, because like Uchi is like the house's wife, you know what I, Like, it's like Uchi no, I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard that or not, but so that's just something my Japanese teacher taught me. But anyway, so then if the guy responding was saying, yes, my wife is shopping, he wouldn't say, Uchi no, um, I can't remember it because there's two words. So Oksan is like your what? What it will be? It's Tuma maybe. Tuma. Anyway, but they would omit the word and they would just say Uchi no, and then go right into the subject. Like you kind of omit. Mm -hmm. So you know whatever. Uh, which as soon as the subjects even mentioned, you immediately never mention it again until the subject changes. So. And yeah, that is exactly. very hard to get used to because in English, it's like if I'm talking to you, I say just like this sentence right now, I say I every single time. It's something about I or if it's you, it's you. You know what I mean? You always say that. But in Japan, mm -hmm. I would say, how are you? 
Yeah. Um, and then I would say, you know, so now that it's you, instead of being like, oh, did you go here? You would just say, go shopping, go eat, mm-hmm. find this. You wouldn't say you over and over and over. And that's very yeah. confusing. Yeah, I think it's really fun because it's, I don't know, just so much so much easier and faster. But yeah. And it's, still, I think... it's not as confusing as Spanish still. I still, people say all the time, like, I used to say, because Spanish conjugations are my most hated thing on the planet. Uh, I hate Spanish yeah. conjugations more than I hate anything. And <laughs> I remember talking to somebody about Japanese verbs, and they're like, just wait, just wait. But I've went through most of the conjugations in Japanese, and while they're tough, I can deal with conjugations changing based on meaning. I can't deal with conjugations changing based on just who the freak is talking. <laughs> yeah. And Je- Japanese conjugation is really simple. There's a because, pattern to it. There's a rhyme and a yeah. reason. But I mean, in it for first person, second person, third person, singular and plural, it conjugates the same for everyone. Yep. Uh, things build on each other in a fairly logical way. It's it's really nice. I really appreciate it. Things conjugations get really long, but the way they build makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I really. What um so for like have you went out and like as far as entertainment wise um have you been to any kind of shows music theater plays movies any anything like that I went and saw a movie I went and saw the new Harry Potter movie when it was still when I first got here um which Harry Potter was that it was uh, I can't remember dude I, like I I followed the core movies, but then as soon as they did like fantastical beasts and stuff, I, I stopped. Crimes of Grindelwald. That's what it was. Crimes okay. of Grindelwald. Gotcha. Fantastic beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald or something. It was terrible. Ugh. Yeah, they, they but doing them, but I guess it keeps making yeah. money, but I, I, I've never followed any of the, the little side things. Yeah. I didn't want to go, but my friend kept bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. He was like, fine, we'll go. <laughs> Because it, like, it looked like it was going to be terrible, and the first one was terrible. But um, I did that. I've gone to karaoke a couple of times. Yeah. Other than that, I mostly just stay home. If I do go out, I mostly just get food to eat at restaurants. Um, because then at least I'm... Like, yes, having fun and entertaining yourself is useful, but it's when you're really poor and running out of money, it's harder to justify going out to have fun. Whereas when I go out and get, like, food to eat once a week or once every other week i'm like i'm sustaining myself i have i bought something i need <laughs> right so, did, so when you did karaoke i mean did you go to like an actual karaoke bar like one of the karaoke cafes or by bar do you mean you get up in front of sing sing in front of everyone like you do in the in the west no or... no, no um the ones that are like just the specific rooms for yeah Yes, I don't. I've personally never seen anything like Western karaoke here. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I haven't seen it. All the karaoke I've ever been to is you rent, you rent a room. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what I've seen in people's videos and stuff. Is is the the karaoke bars where you literally go in and you and your group have your own specific room, and you kind of mm-hmm. just chill, which seems way cooler to me. I would. Still probably not participate, but I would at least go to one of those versus a, a bar, like how they would be here in America. 
Yep, it's so much better because you don't have to wait as long to sing. You don't have to sing in front of strangers. You and your friends can do duets. Like if someone's singing a song and you didn't think about it, you can just grab a microphone and hop on. Like you can't do that with strangers. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how, how, uh, how did the idea of karaoke even get started? Like at what point was somebody like, you know what would be great is if someone sang this song and it wasn't who originally sang this song. That would be awesome. I wonder who did it. I'm pretty sure it's Japanese. I feel, so, I feel like it would have to be, just based on the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the name, what we call it at least, is Japanese. But I think the whole concept is Japanese. Um, I read about it once years ago on Wikipedia, but I forget what it said. Yeah, go so. karaoke. So, yeah, I, man, I really love this song so much. I would love to hear anyone else butcher it. I don't want to hear the actual <laughs> version. I just want to hear someone <laughs> butcher it. Because we're not talking, um, like, covers. I mean, we're talking yeah. just people with no experience singing, so, which is fine. I mean, I guess maybe that's the point, is it's fun and people laugh and have a good time and stuff. I guess that's maybe the actual the point of it. But Yeah. Do they serve, like, drinks and stuff in there? They serve drinks in there, right? You can, like, order stuff? Yeah, the one that I go to, it's the only one I've been to so far now that I'm back. Um, what it is is we get, like, free time. Um, so normally you pay per hour. Mm-hmm. But if you go during the day on off times, uh, you get like, there's like a, an eight hour block. Whenever you come to this, like, I think it's like noon to eight at this place, I think. And it's just one flat fee for the entire time. But you have to buy a drink as well. Um, and you can buy extra drinks and food and stuff like that. And it's so great. Like the the menus at this place that I go to, they tell you the allergies right on the menu, so you know which things are safe. Mm. Um, for for me being a vegan, right, like right. okay, this doesn't have any milk in it. Basically, I can get French fries <laughs> and um, like plain onigiri, <laughs> but you know it's something. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, oh, they've got... What is it? Oh, what were you gonna say? I was just saying that doesn't sound too bad. Oh yeah, it's not. They the one that we go to has mocktails. Which, you know, non-alcoholic cocktails, because I don't drink, and it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, see, that's uh, that's where I feel like I would, uh, I would because, like, it, if I go to Japan, it's going to be like, well, let's go do this, let's go do this, and I'm going to do that. But, like, I don't I don't drink or anything, so it's going to be, I mean, I've, I've, I've never, I'm not saying I've never drank, it's just I don't, like, it's... I don't know, and I guess maybe being in Japan. One thing I do want to do in Japan is I want to go to Sapporo and drink Sapporo just for the. It's kind of like going to Philly and eating a Philly. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. I want to do that, um, but you know, I'm more interested in sightseeing and seeing. Like I want to go to like, like ga- the gaming central place, like the a- Akihabara and stuff like that. Yeah, is that what Akihabara is known for? I'm pretty sure it's like kind of like nerd culture. The way that it's been explained to me, I, honestly, I thought about this the other day. I need to watch. I thought about watching some YouTube videos of people going through. But if I'm not mistaken, I think there. Is, I think it's just in general like a maybe a more nerdy central type of thing. Like I think game shops probably like comics and stuff like that. I could be wrong. I probably would not take my advice on that. I would definitely look that up beforehand. But that's what I've always yeah. assumed it is. Yeah, I've I've been to Akihabara, but I went there for other things. So, <laughs> um, and that's that's I Ikebukuro. When I go there, it looks like it's full of a lot of like anime and stuff. Mm. Um, 
So, like, just, like, right around where I work, there's a bunch of, like, there's a couple of YouTube stores. Like, it's just stores that sell, like, YouTube merch. What? And, like, places that have anime plastered all over them and stuff. So, I think Ikebukuro is also very, like, anime-y. But I've also heard it's full of Yakuza, so. <laughs> all right. That seems... I don't know, man. Like, do you think that, like... I feel like... I feel like the Yakuza could be dangerous, but I also feel like maybe it's one of those things where if you kind of just chill... And don't mess with them. They won't mess with you. I, I don't really know how it works, but surely they're not just going to be like, all right, let's go F with that guy. Yeah, they don't really, from what I understand. They're more of like, um, they're like, you know, like the mafia. Like they got, they got their hands in big schemes. Right. They like to break laws. They don't like harass people like petty. <laughs> right. You petty know what? Games. This, this one guy we're going to get like, I know we got a million dollars tied up in this other thing, but this one guy we really got to get. <laughs> I can't remember if it was the Yakuza or the Mafia or something, but I recently heard a story, I don't know if it's true, about some large illegal group like the Yakuza or the Mafia or something had bought a company to launder money, and they ended up making more money through the business than they were laundering money. <laughs> and so they gave up the crime and just ran the business. That's I, I hope that story is real just because of it's hilarious. Yeah. That is I hope it's... I, forget who it was but i hope it's real too because it's it's so great and so wholesome sort of yeah well we decided <laughs> to commit to a, just a life of awesomeness so one thing so i just thinking about the cultural differences how is um have, have you noticed anything with like drug and substance abuse in japan so drugs are very illegal here um i don't know anyone anyone that's Japanese that's done drugs. Like none of the Japanese friends I've ever had have done drugs, even outside of Japan. Um, do you know what poppers are? Poppers? Poppers. They're like a sex thing. Okay, I don't think so. Um, I don't know exactly what they are, but they're they're big in like gay culture. I know that other people use them too. They're not just for gay guys. Um, but there's some sort of inhalant. You sniff them and... I think it's just like a regular inhalant gets you high and like relaxes your body. Um, they're illegal here too. So like there, you can just buy them at any sex store in Chicago, but they're completely illegal here. That's so seems, it's not, is it like a synthetic thing? I don't know what it is. All I know is it smells terrible. Um, I just, huh. I've never used them. I just know it's something you like inhale and it, Get y'all all relaxed and ready. Wow, that seems like it should not be. I don't know. I don't really know much about it. That's that's that seems very very crazy to me, man. Yeah, it's not legal in every state in the U.S. either, but it's legal in most of them. <laughs> huh. So, but yeah, it's actually I've looked around at some of the places around Japan on uh, like gay. I was looking for like bars and stuff, mm -hmm. um, but when you search, you also find stuff like bathhouses and massage places and all of that. Right. And some of them have warnings that say you can't bring this here. This is illegal. So like it's there's warnings plastered on all of these places for yeah. foreigners. So. So I'm um, assuming. Yeah. So I'm assuming if if they have places like that, I'm assuming the gay acceptance in Japan is higher than what it is in China. 
It's definitely higher than China, but that's not saying much. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> um, it's still not great here. There's still, even though I, if I remember correctly, foreigners who are married to same-sex partners outside of the country are allowed to treat their partners as partners um, in terms of getting visas and stuff. Like you can bring your same-sex partner over, mm-hmm. um, but you can't, you can't get married here. There's that's not even close to happening. Whoa. Um, I think if one of the one of the um, people in the couple are Japanese. It doesn't matter. Like, if I were to marry a Japanese man, he couldn't get me a visa. We both have to be foreigners. Wow. Um, and it has to be a, a license from a different country. Again, I'm not sure about it. I just think that's how it is. Um, but, again, people our age, more accepting of it than older people, like like most countries. Um, right. People just started suing the government. Like, there's, like, they planned to sue the government on Valentine's Day, so I think there's currently a case of people suing the government for gay marriage, but the people in charge right now, that's not likely to happen. It's huh. it's a mess. So That seemed... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, now that I think about it, I don't know what I thought Japan's stance on any of that stuff was. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when I asked mm-hmm. that question and then you were talking, I was like, what, what did I think... Japan's stance was like did I think they were pro or did I think they were anti but I guess like I feel like I my overall thought is that a lot of eastern cultures are still kind of like maybe not necessarily anti as much as they're just like eh, we're still kind of on the fence about this we're not sure a lot of Asian cultures are very conservative in fact there's only one country in the entirety of Asia that has gay marriage um, and it might not, depending on, oh, cause which it's Taiwan. It? Oh, Taiwan. Yeah. Taiwan has gay marriages, which is kind of a country. It's kind of not, it's kind of part of China and yeah. China's trying to get the parts of China that aren't like, cause Macau and Hong Kong and Taiwan have been sort of separate, like one China, two systems sort of thing. But China's trying to make it one system. Um, right. they're pushing Hong Kong harder than Taiwan, as far as I know. But they're trying to make everything the same. Yeah, because I think it was actually just recently that I found. I think maybe even in the first podcast that we that I did when you were on, and I I think it was it had just recently been then where I found out that Hong Kong was not in China control until like recent recent, like it was under British control. Or yeah, Europe, like your uh, uh, England control, whatever you want to call it. But. Yeah. Yeah, it was within our lifetime that, that it went back. I think it was at the beginning of our lifetime. We're the same age, right? I'm 31. 31? Oh, you're a little bit older than me. So, yeah, it was definitely within our lifetime. I think we were, like, little kids when, when Hong Kong went back to China, I think. That's crazy. Um, of course, yeah. then again, it's also it's crazy to me to think about, like, our parent. When did, when did Hawaii become a state? Like, the late 50s or early 60s? I, Something like that, I think, yeah. So, I mean, like, our parents, like, my, my my dad is 70, so that means when my dad was, like, young, like, we didn't even have 50 states. Like, it's crazy to think that we're still that new of being, like, 50 states. So yeah. I, I, stuff like that's weird to think about. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing. Like, people talk about all the time about, like, oh, I want to go to all whatever amount of countries in the world. And, like, I know someone who has a tattoo of the map on her back, and she colors it in. Oh, she, when she goes to a new country. And I'm like, 
Borders are changing all the time. Yeah. And she's like, that's fine. This is a snap pick of when I started. And I'm like, <laughs> I can accept that. Yeah. Like, she took that into consideration when she did it. But it's just like, yeah, the world's constantly changing. We might lose a state someday within our lifetime. Yeah. We might, like, things happen. Yeah, man. Well, so, I know, uh, they keep having those rumblings about California wanting to, like, sp- not necessarily split from the nation, but, like, I know that I've read some stuff about... I mean, I honestly, I try not to read a lot of that stuff because, like, even though I think Fox News and CNN are both trash, I still think that they're the most accurate trash out there. Because, like, even though yeah. that they both... CNN is obviously liberal and Fox is obviously yeah. conservative, I still think that it's the most reputable reporting out there. Because even though they slant, they still have to uphold, like, a certain something. Um, yeah. Now, the fact that depending on the certain situation, one of them, so if, if if Trump does something bad, CNN picks it up, Fox doesn't, and if he does something good, Fox picks it up and CNN doesn't. But at the end of the day, there's still the most reputable news sources out there. So I haven't really seen anything on that, but I have seen stuff um, where I guess California wants to split into two states, possibly, like Northern and Southern California. But again, it's not been on any site like that, so I, I don't know how true that is, but... That would be interesting because from what I understand, um, Southern California and Northern California are actually vastly different yeah. in terms of like, culture and economics and just so many things. They're extremely different. So that would make sense. Yeah. Well, I know that like Southern California, like I know um, a lot of my like extremist, like people on my friends list who are extremist liberal are even like California's crazy. That's... Southern, like that's that's too far, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. You you go pretty far, and they're like, no, nah, this place, man. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like California yeah. is kind of, uh, uh, and then you know, um, it, it, I guess it goes it goes both ways. Both sides do that. And anybody listening from California, that's not a shot. I'm just saying, I know several <laughs> liberal people who are like, California is just too liberal for me, man. <laughs> Oh, that's but so then funny. I think about yeah. like Joe. Ro- well, Joe Rogan's not from there, but Joe Rogan lives there. Kevin Smith lives there. Like all these big name people live there, and like Kevin Smith seems like a normal dude. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, Joe Rogan's a super normal dude. There's a lot of normal people out there, so I don't know. Maybe it's just I know California has a lot of re- really relaxed laws. Maybe that's what they're talking about. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I don't. I don't know. I don't know a lot about California because I have no interest in California. I've never, had, I've never had either, dude. I, I know several people who are like, Cali- it's California or bus, man. I want to go to California. And I'm like, it's nothing against California. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff that I would see. Like, I would like mm-hmm. to go to, like, San Francisco because I'm a huge fan of Full House. I would love to just go. And the, the way their streets are, those giant streets, the big hill streets, that would be cool to yeah. see. But, like, dude, I can think of so many other things. I would rather go to Mount Rushmore, I would rather go to Niagara Falls, I would rather go to the Grand Canyon, I would rather see stuff like that, I would rather go to um, Yellowstone National Park, like there's so many things I would rather see than just the fact that I'm in the state of California. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, it's like California itself is for some reason this big, it's like, oh, California, the beaches, the weather, and like, first of all, I don't care for that, I don't, it's too hot for me, I don't, I want snow in the winter, I want to see some rain and I want it to be hot sometimes, but like, it just, Oh, apparently their weather is perfect. And I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. That's uh, a, <laughs> it seems like every single day in Los Angeles is 78 degrees and it's just okay. Yeah. I can't even and imagine. It's just like, 
have fun with your droughts. Like, yeah. And then where I, just, I live, uh, we're on the opposite spectrum, man. I got a thing on my phone today. It's Thursday here, okay? Uh-huh. I got this at noon on Thursday, and it said flash flood watch through Sunday. This it's just never it never stops. Basically the weather where I live, we it snow so okay, just to give you an example, on um Wednesday, yesterday mm-hmm. or no no no. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday, over the course in less than twenty four hours, we had a snowstorm, we had an mm-hmm. ice storm, we had hurricane force winds, I'm talking sixty mile an hour winds, and then it also uh-huh. flooded. Over the course of 24 hours. And I'm not talking flooded because snow melted. I'm talking because yeah. there was a crap ton of rain falling from the sky. Oh my god, that sounds like where I'm from. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous here, man. Every time the weather hit, like, it's not... For the past probably maybe month, it's either it's snowed or rained every day. There's not just been a day. Oof, that's insane. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Ugly. I I could prefer I would prefer a little bit more stability in weather than you get in the Midwest, for example, where I'm from. Mm. But uh, I just all those sunny days. Like I know that sounds stupid. Like oh, I don't want it to be sunny and what? Like I don't. Like I want. I love I love thunderstorms. They're so calming. I love thunderstorms. I like so. I like seeing lightning, and I, I I do like rain, and I like the way it sounds and stuff. But like. I don't like the loud clashes of thunder. Like if it, if it's like a rolling thunder, or yep. um, also shout out to wrestling fans Rob Van Dam. But uh, he had a move. <laughs> he had a move called Rolling Thunder. But uh, um, if it's something like that, or like almost like heat lightning, or like well not heat lightning, heat lightning. Uh, I'm fine with this, but it's that loud like oh, okay, lightning just struck outside of my house. I hate that kind of crap. Yeah, yeah. When it's a distant thunderstorm, it's nice. Yeah. Although. When I first moved to Chicago, I worked for a company that took photos of tourists, and I worked in the Sears Tower at the top of it. Mm. It is so amazing to be at the top of the Sears Tower and watch a lightning storm, because you can see the lightning jumping between the clouds and stuff. It's so cool. Man, I feel like that would be awesome, but I feel like that would freak me out at the same time, because you're so high up. You're like first in line to get struck. (laughs) I loved it, because... Big towers like that have lightning rods, so if the if the building's oh. gonna get struck, it's gonna hit the lightning rod. That's true. So too. I wasn't worried about it. So science saving us. Yeah, man. Science, <laughs> science science seems all right. That's uh, that's cool. Have you went to any place? Uh, have you went to like Tokyo Tower or anything like that since you've been over there? Um, I went when I first came in 2010, mm-hmm. a long time ago. Um, I haven't this time. My friends tried to talk me into it. I don't really like going up tall buildings and mm-hmm. looking at like i don't want to pay 20 bucks to look out a window sure i mean that makes the most sense to me i, th- I think um a lot of that stuff is over but it's i guess it's there to literally take advantage of tourists you know just like well, new york i think yeah. i paid 30 or 40 some dollars to go to the top of the empire state building and just all right which it was cool but you know yeah, like that's the thing. It's it can be an amazing experience. Like I said, being up there working and seeing that lightning was amazing. But if you just go on any regular day, like a touristy day, it's not going to be enjoyable because you're going to be up there with hundreds of people, yeah. like squeezing past them to like squish up against the window. You know, if you're going to do it, you got to do it carefully because right. you can get some amazing views and some amazing pictures, but 
you can also be miserable and sweaty and hot and pressed up against glass. Yeah. When I so. went to when I went to the Empire State Building, we got to New York. So I, I stayed in um, Rahway, New Jersey, which is like 15 minutes mm-hmm. away, maybe. And we took a train into Penn Station. I think it was like 30 minutes by train. And um, we left super early that morning, and we got to New York probably around 8 or 8.30, like super early. Well, mm-hmm. not super. I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, all right, it's noon, let's go. And the first thing we did, we went to the Empire State Building because my wife, well, my girlfriend at the time, but my wife now, Tracy, she she was like, I read online, if you go early, you can beat the crowds. Dude, and we went, and that was the first thing we did, and there was like, there was maybe 10 other people on top of the building with us, and that was it. And it was so awesome. Because it wasn't yeah. just shoulder to shoulder, I hate my life. It was like, you know, you could actually enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, when I went to the Eiffel Tower, I went with my roommate in the, at the time. Like, in Chicago, I had a roommate. Um, I was living in France at the time, but she came to visit me, and we went to the Eiffel Tower. And she's not very good at getting to places on time, and so we went, like, in the middle of the day. It was, like, kind of cloudy and windy, like the Eiffel Tower isn't covered. You're outside in the Eiffel Tower. And so we were like up really tall and it was cold and windy and there are a bunch of people and I was like, Ooh, this is miserable. Yeah. <laughs> we should have got here earlier. Yeah, man, because I'm sure that's I bet the Eiffel Tower, if you put it up against any other landmark in the world, it's probably one of the most trafficked. I'm sure there's just so many people, man, because I mean, that's that's a bucket list thing. I want to yep. see the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, exactly. So, do oh. you, uh-huh. Oh, I was going to say, and it's full of people selling you tourist shit at the bottom of it. Like, oh, they just swarm sure. you. Especially, especially if they can tell that you're not French. If you they hear you speak English, they are all over you. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I've heard a, a story about, um, about Vietnam, how when you land, like, don't talk to anybody because those people are there literally to rip you off uh, and mm-hmm. to, just to try to profit off of you. Because I got really big into, well, I still love Viet- Vietnam and Vietnamese culture. Um, mm-hmm. And Vietnamese is still a language I very much would love to learn. Um, and I remember, because you can actually go to Vietnam for pretty cheap. It's one of the cheaper places. If you look up like destination vacations, like cheapest um, generally, like Hanoi is one of the cheapest places um, you can go. So I remember, you know, looking up some stuff like, about that, and just people talking about like, hey, if you come here, if you don't have a translator with you, you don't speak, don't don't even stop and look at these people because they're literally there to try to get money out of you and rip you off. They will yeah. take it. They basically they will take advantage of you. Yep. Which I mean, it's funny because in a lot of these places, from what I've heard, again, I haven't looked into it too much. But, you know, everything's so cheap there because the economy isn't great and people are really poor. Mm. And so a lot of the times people taking advantage of you, it's you paying prices that you would pay in the West for things. Right. Instead of paying the super discounted price, which is a lot of money for them. And so it's it's interesting to think about. Well, you Um, know. Now that I'm thinking about it, though, is there any difference in going to a touristy area in the United States? I mean, like, all right, yeah. so, like, okay, let's say I go to Pigeon Forge every year, right? Which is, in, it's mm-hmm. in Tennessee. I don't know if you've ever been or not, because I, I know that you're, you could probably get there kind of, uh, it'd probably still take a while. But anyway, so you go there, right? I mean, Dollywood tickets are 60 or $70. Like, 
So is 60 or $70 to a trip to an amusement park for a day any less sketchy than a $5 map that you could have bought for 25 cents at another store, but you bought it from this dude? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a tourist. It's exactly- I mean, it's. Yeah, it's tourist things are expensive no matter where you go. And it's funny because um, have you ever seen Simon and Martina? I've talked about them a lot in my yeah. videos and stuff. They're the Eat Your um, Kimchi people? Yeah. They, their newest podcast was them talking about tourist traps and what exactly that means. And them talking about how people call like certain restaurants tourist traps because they're really expensive. You know, sitting out at this cafe in front of like the Coliseum or something. Right. Well, yeah, you're sitting in front of the Coliseum. Right. Like you're getting the view on top of the food. Right. It would be like going to like Egypt and being like, well, I'm not paying so much. It's like, dude, you're freaking eating within visibility of the pyramids. What, what do you, what do you think? Exactly. And like they're, they're talking like the, the reason it's probably so expensive is because their rent is probably super expensive to yeah. be here. Yeah, it's so. definitely, that definitely has a lot to do with it. And I think people don't think about that. Cause I mean, location, I mean, that person is going to make so much more money back just based on their location than the counterpart that's on even the opposite side of the street that doesn't have that view. Yep. So I know that um, I do I, – sometimes uh, I'll get on just Google Maps and I'll go into Street View and just like look mm-hmm. at things. And I did that, and I think there's – I don't know if you can see them directly, but if you go to – what is it, Cairo where the pyramids are? There's like uh- – I think so there's like a mcdonald's that's like that you can just about see um the pyramids as a matter of fact while i'm talking to you i'm gonna pull this up hopefully this doesn't change my screen but uh google grab my, my plug while you do this do what oh, i'm grabbing my my plug my outlet oh, okay yeah but yeah i think that there's uh so let me see great pyramids i misspelled pyramids because i'm an idiot but um yeah i think there's like a mcdonald's or something that's like literally right by okay yeah so there's the pyramids so let me boom yeah there's like i mean honestly like it's weird to look at man the pyramids aren't that far from just main just just a main road like it's like really close butted up to it yeah, dude, it's it's like so. That's two hundred feet. Let's change it out to a mile. Oh God, yeah, no, two thousand feet. Yeah, it's it's less than it's less than about a thousand feet from a road. That's insane. Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, I'm trying to pull this up. Let's see. And there's a parking thing. Here we go. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to get to it. I know that there's like a some sort of McDonald's or something here. Here's a KFC. Um, <laughs> but like literally the road leading in, man, you can like... Let me see. I'm just going to pop right there and see what happens. Um, I guess there's like roadways and stuff in the way. No, yeah. So like I'm going to open up this thing and I'm actually going to switch your camera real quick. I mean, you won't see this. You would see it if you had watched, but like... Let's see, I need properties. Let's change this to Google Maps. Yeah, so like if you're looking at this on the screen here, yeah, this is just a standard roadway. Um, and you can just see the pyramids from here. I'll actually send you the link, Dakota, if you want to okay. uh, wanna look at that. But like that's just a standard just a standard road. 
um, which it ends right here. There's like a fence there where it ends because it goes kind of into a parking lot, but that's literally the pyramids, and you're just on a just on a main road over here. That's insane. That's super crazy. I love the uh, the bus of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, are those just some apartments? Yeah. Dude. Those... <laughs> Could you imagine how much the rent in those place in the in that place is? I I don't want to even think it's about insane. it. <laughs> but it's insane. It's crazy to think about. So, like in Tokyo, there's probably people who live right beside of the Tokyo Tower, mm -hmm. and it's just like, it's crazy to me, like. I'm kind of getting off topic because it's like one o'clock in the morning here and it's like every little thing is blowing my brain away. <laughs> but like, it's crazy to think that like, like the Empire State Building in New York, right? Yeah. Someone literally lives across the street and sees that every day. But then someone like me, who's only been there once, that's like a crazy phenomenon. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like it's weird. There that... might even be people who live in it. Yeah, dude, it's... It's crazy. Like, it's crazy to think about that. Like, there's somebody who... There's somebody in Egypt who lives... That sees the pyramids every single day. Yeah. And they think it's like, no, no big deal. Whatever. I see yeah. that on my way to work. And yeah. what do all these I, people come here for? I look outside, man. Somebody gets mad at McDonald's because I give them the wrong thing. And I just look outside and I say, no, oh, there's the pyramids. All right. <laughs> oh, that'd be insane. It would be, man. That'd be so crazy. I, yeah. And it was when I lived in, when you live someplace, you like, you just sort of grow like accustomed to things being there and you take them for, what's, what's the word? For granted? Granted? There we go. For granted. Yeah. And you forget about it and you're just like, oh, whatever. But then you leave and you're like, people actually like my, my friend I'm living with is like obsessed with, I think it's called the Buckingham, uh, Buckingham Fountain, I think Buck in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I never thought about it. I saw it a couple of times on like an accident. I never like went there to see it really. But he's like he loves it. He's obsessed with it. That's weird. What about that bean thing in Chicago? Did you ever see oh, that? the yeah, I've seen that multiple times. I don't care for that yeah, either. So I'm sure it's just a note. But see, like to me, like if I went to Chicago, I'd want to go see that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some really cool uh, like. Um, like down the road from that, there are these giant like fountains that spit out water mm. and they like project faces on it. I don't know if the faces are projected or if they're screens, but that one's really cool. I like that one. Hmm. So, do you think food plays the same way? Like, do you think people in Philly are like, I gotta go get a Philly, or are they just like, I need a steak sub? Yeah, I don't. I probably maybe. I don't know. Does are it... people in Philly like super protective over Philly cheese steaks? Maybe. Maybe like when you lived in Chicago, were you ever like Chicago deep dish? I got to get one of those. Well, when I moved to Chicago, I was already vegan. Um, uh, and I didn't, you definitely discover, did not then. <laughs> I, I discovered a place that had deep dish pizza, like maybe a year before I left. Oh, it was, it's so good. I love deep dish. It's amazing. They did vegan <laughs> deep dish pizza. Yeah. Oh, so they just use like the vegan shreds and stuff. They actually make their own cheese in house. Very so, interesting. Really good. Yeah, man, that sounds super crazy. Huh. Yeah, I do I do wonder, man. I wonder if people like what is New York famous for? I guess they're like kind of famous for like pizza and stuff too, right? Yeah, they've got they've got their thin crust pizza, yeah. right? But no one says I need a New York slice, right? It'd just be like I need a I need a piece of pizza. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from. I think it's partial tiredness and I think it's but it's just I, I think about things like that a lot. Like just 
almost like observation style stuff. Just like, is that why would a Phil? Why would somebody in Philadelphia call a Philly a Philly? Because like Philly, like anybody not in Philadelphia, no, like you're signifying the area. Like I want a cheesesteak, but I specifically want a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I wonder. I I do wonder what they say. I've never thought about it before. They probably just say cheesesteak. I would guess. Yeah, because I couldn't imagine them being like, "I need a Philly." It's like we're in Philadelphia. What what does that? What do you mean? Because <laughs> I'm sure they have other things that aren't Philly cheesesteak. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure they have other stuff yeah. like Philadelphia version of whatever. So, have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak? I had never had a Philly cheesesteak until I went vegan. Uh, there's a lot of food that I haven't had but I've had vegan versions of it. So I've had vegan Philly cheesesteaks that are pretty good. I don't know if they're authentic. Like Dude, but... the best, I argue with people in this all the time. When I went to Philly, I, I obviously got a cheesesteak. And like the biggest difference is like everywhere you go, they use just like mozzarella cheese or whatever. But the place mm-hmm. that I went to, and I guess this is how, I, I don't want to say it's for sure how they make them, but I guess it's an option. But from what I understand, and if you're from Philadelphia, feel free to correct me. And if you're also from Philadelphia and you're listening an hour and 12 minutes into this, kudos. Um, <laughs> but they use um, they use cheese whiz. That's what I've heard. Yeah, dude. And it, it I've, I will fight someone to the death. It is amazing. Like, people are like, that sounds disgusting. And I'm like, how's it? Do you like cheese whiz? Well, yeah. Then how's it disgusting? It, it's, yeah. it's just on a different manner. Like, I've, like okay, like I made a I made a Vienna sausage sandwich the other day, like like two weeks ago, right? I literally took Vienna sausages, I cut them in half, I put them on bread, and I put mustard on them, right? Yeah. And I was eating it, and my wife was like, "That's disgusting." And I was like, "Do you like bread?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "Do you like mustard?" She said, "Yeah." And I said, "You like Vienna sausages?" She said, "Yeah." And I said, "Then how's this disgusting?" <laughs> Just because you're combining the ingredients, make it disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds perfectly fine to me. That yeah. sounds like a good meal. I don't know, man. It's crazy. So, dude, I'm probably gonna. I would love to talk for a minute, but it's it's one ten in the morning, and I gotta I gotta work. This time schedule, we gotta we gotta get together and do uh, chat a little bit more. Cause I'm gonna try to do these, man. I just like talking to people, man. Yeah, I'm done. What's good? So, yeah, whenever you want, I'll, I'm here to talk. So, yeah, man. Now that I got your schedule, I'll let you know. So, But I am going to end that here. We're an hour and 15 almost, so we will end that here. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you're listening, appreciate you listening this full way. If you're watching whatever, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm getting tired. So thank you guys for watching, and uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode.